and welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Not a huge amount of games to talk about, but a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff has happened in the news. Whether it's true, whether it isn't, uh, is, is <laughs> neither here nor there, but I'll be talking about it anyway. Just me today. Uh, I do lunch, I have lunch on, on my Friday shows this uh, during lunch, so it's uh, easier to keep it down to an hour if it's just me. Uh, but Monday... We'll have guests, hopefully a West Ham one as well. Hopefully a win to talk about with West Ham and then they won't be as uh, <laughs> happy as uh, they have been in recent weeks. But please get your comments in, into the show. Uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe button and also the notification bell as well. Really, really helps. And if you like a bit of magic, go over to my other channel, Chris's Magic, and do the same thing there. Uh, that's not live, but a trick every Wednesday, 7.30pm. UK time. So let's get into it. The big news, big news. The takeover, a potential takeover, uh, proposed 3.75 billion. Uh, I can't pronounce the guy's name, so I'm not going to bother, but he is the head of MSP or one of the heads of MSP. So there's a consortium. Will it happen? Uh, if it does happen, the one thing that I'm a very, very nervous about, and, and this was reported in the newspaper, I, I, I think it was the Financial Times, and it's the yellow bit that I'm concerned about. So, do, 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 do. it would be, it value the club's equity at approximately three billion before, and then here's the issue that I've got, adding about $750 million worth of debt on the club's book. I, I don't know. Uh, the exchange rate, but I'd guess about 700 million pounds. So that's what worries me, the, the the amount of debt, because in my opinion anyway, like Daniel Levy or hate him, he's there and so is Joe Lewis to make a profit. So therefore, they're never going to allow us to go in the red or anywhere dangerously in the red. So we'll never have anywhere near that kind of debt without a way of getting out of it and getting that debt back. Uh, so this is what worries me here. But again, this is all speculation. Nothing's been formal yet. This is just in the news. Uh, I originally saw it on Sky Sports. Sky Sports, the same company that have uh, breaking news that Harry Kane's leaving Spurs every five years for the last uh, five seasons. But yeah, that, that's what I'm worried about. But if, if if that debt is added on and there's a way to get out of it and it's not going to put us in the red or, 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 or damage us in any way, and it still allows... Um, them to spend big and, and improve and, and buy the players that we need and they back the manager, then I'm all for it. But if that is $750 million of debt with no way of getting it back and it's just stuck on the club in a similar kind of uh, Glazer situation that Man United have, then I mean, it won't be popular, but I'd rather stick with Daniel Levy and Enoch. Uh, but yeah, structured so its partners will put forward 70% of the purchase price while the backers from the Gulf uh, will do the rest. Uh, I, I saw reports as well that Daniel Levy still wants to be part of the club. Uh, but I guess with, uh, you know, in terms of the backroom and, and all of that business. Uh, but as long as he doesn't make, I think he's a brilliant businessman. He has made some dodgy decisions, but generally he 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 is taking Spurs from 21 million, which is what they bought it for, to potentially like this, 3.75 billion. So in terms of making money and making us profitable, brilliant job he's done. In terms of on the pitch, terrible job he's done in terms of backing the managers because that hasn't happened at all. Um, 
But yeah, so if, if, if he stays in the club, as long as he's not involved in football decisions, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. And it won't be his money. So maybe he will be a bit more, you know, likeable, maybe. That's probably the wrong word, likeable. But may, maybe he will change because it's not his money that he's spending. He's He'll already have his money if this goes through. Uh, but we don't know. It's all speculation. The speculation was that the bid will be formally uh, given to Daniel Levy, Enoch, Joe Lewis next week or in two weeks. And then I've seen reports that they value it at over four billion. So no sale, uh, even though years gone by, they've said three billion, two billion, etc. Uh, so who knows what happens? All, all I know is it's going to be a very, very interesting time for the club when that does become official, because I would imagine that there will be an official bid put in by this businessman. Again, I'm not going to butcher his name. Uh, so it'll be very, very interesting what actually does happen. But I, I'm pretty sure something will happen. Uh, I don't think that you have this kind of stuff and it's all just a smoke screen and, and just absolutely nothing. I think something will happen. Whether Enoch will accept the bid, that's uh, uh, another another question for another day. And only they know the answer to that. We don't and reporters don't. But it'd be very interesting if the bid is... Uh, uh, serious and it is put in that's a lot of money like I said it's a huge huge profit for Enoch who bought us for 21 million back in the day in, in 2001 22 years ago so a huge huge profit over 3 billion profit which <laughs> I mean <laughs> 3 million I'd be delighted with let alone 3 billion but um yeah it'd be very interesting what happens but again that 750 million pounds worth of debt put on the club's books very worried about that need for me, I'd need that clarified exactly how that work, how that will be paid back. And if there's any doubt that the club are going to be in, in, in trouble because of that, then, yeah, not popular. I'd rather stick with Daniel Levy because we won't be anywhere near in that kind of debt with him in charge. Or if we are in that debt, there'll be a way of getting out of that debt and, and making sure that we are profitable and not completely in the red and screwed over so as long as uh this this new guy if, if the bid does take over uh, and come to fruition it is explained how that is going to be made back or how that works and they can back the manager with the players that he wants and everything like that then i'm all for it but like i said if that 750 million is going to cause us problems and it's just we're just used for a bit of a cash cow then I'd rather stick with Daniel Levy. But again, like I said, it's all speculation at the moment. It's just in the newspaper. It's just rumours and, and you know, Sky Sports breaking news. But like I say, Sky Sports have been breaking news that Harry Kane's been leaving for the last five years and he's still there. So very interesting, very interesting. Uh, comment from Steve in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Whoever buys a club will already have showed their commitment to us by getting through the negotiations with Levy to buy a yeah, whether, whether there are negotiations, Levy may, might just say, oh, we want more, no deal. And then it's a very, very short meeting. But I think even Daniel Levy, 3.75 billion when he bought it for 21 million, has to consider it. It can't just be a, pfft, no. If it was 1 billion, maybe. Because, you know, the, the stadium cost 1 billion, so we're definitely worth more than 1 billion. So if they came through and said 1 billion, that's your offer, then I, I would expect him to just go, get out. 3.75 billion, got to be taken very seriously, I would have thought. And I don't think Daniel Levy will just go, no. 
as soon as the guy walks through the door, I think they'll listen to it. So it'll be very, very interesting. I would expect Daniel Levy to ask for more. It's Daniel Levy. It's Daniel Levy. But yeah, let's move on. There was a football game that was played. That was on Tuesday, on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Uh, unfortunately, we lost, but it's a two-legged thing. AC Milan, 1-0. Away goals don't count anymore. So if we win 2-1 in the uh, uh, home leg, it's extra time and then penalties, whereas previously it would have been we were out because of away goals. So 1-0, only 1-0. We are still banging this tie. Uh, I was just hoping that we we, we got kept ourselves in the tie whether a win, draw, or a narrow loss. Uh, but yeah, we can easily win 2-0 at home. We can easily win 3-1. <laughs> Obviously, we can easily draw or easily lose as well. But at least we're still in the tie, uh, you know, after the uh, terrible Leicester result. Losing Benton Coeur as well. Uh, I was fearing the worst. And, and you know, Lorries, whether you like him, whether you don't, club captain so he has some kind of leadership qualities there uh the goal we conceded was absolutely shocking uh, uh, Forster did brilliantly reactions no movement from the defenders at all to help him out and the, the guy who scored ghosted into the box had a shot ran forward got the rebound no one near him no one near him so in terms of the defending and five six minutes into the game as well when you, surely your message would have been to the players don't do anything silly. Keep it tight for 20 minutes. So absolutely shocking start. But we did have our chances. I only saw the highlights. Like I said, it was Valentine's night, so I wasn't around. I only saw the highlights, but it looked like we had some chances, albeit some kind of long-range efforts and not really anything clear-cut. But I think it would be different at home. And we'll have uh, 60,000 fans on our side as well, hopefully pushing the boys forward. Uh, but Skip and Saar is one. They came into the midfield and saw there. Uh, I thought, well, I haven't seen the game, obviously, but everything I've seen said they played really well. Not control game, didn't look at yet at all, looked reassured. And not star because. There we go. No idea what happened there. I think my broadband went down slightly. Uh, how wonderful. How wonderful. Let's hope uh, there's no issues there. But anyway, Skip and Saar. Uh, certainly with Saar, he's played recently, so his fitness won't be as good as someone like Hoiberg, who plays every game. But it won't be like Skip, who, who who's hardly played. So for them to go to the San Siro, regardless of how AC Milan are doing, still an intimidating place to go to. And for them to, you know, uh, a lot of, of, of fans saying that they held their own, looked really good prospect in terms of Saar and looked well in their depth for both of them. I think that's good. Certainly with Benton Kerr being out, he's out for the season. I was fearing, really fearing the worst after Leicester that he's out for the whole season now. And I mean, eight months, possibly even into next season as well, which is well, I was going to say not ideal. It's it's far worse than not ideal. But yeah. So if those two can form a partnership, you've obviously got Hoiberg there. Basuma's out for quite a while as well. So we are a little light in midfield. So we can't really afford any more injuries. Uh, yeah. And certainly the, the Conte, we'll talk about, I'll talk about Conte in a bit, who, who 
still stays in that rigid formation that he he, he favours. I think I don't want to say it was a good result because obviously we lost, and any time you lose is not a good result unless it's a result that fires you all up and then you 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 push on for the rest of the season. But it wasn't a terrible result because it could have been far worse, certainly after the Leicester capitulation. If we'd have capitulated there, lost 4-0, that's tie over. So 1-0, home game left, well in that tie, well in that tie. And like I said, I was fearing the worst after Leicester and Benteke going off injured. Uh, so the, the 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 what I was hoping for at the very least was that we're stuck still in the tie and we definitely are one nil if we can get an early goal in that second leg all to play for all level after a fairly short period of time like i said to go through we still need to score two goals so even if they score one it doesn't really make any difference if they score two slightly different we need three uh away goals uh, uh don't count as a uh, uh, double this time in this competition this year so, yeah, as long as we start well and, and and we've got three weeks or so, we've got three weeks or so. So if we can get some good uh, performances and, and good results, get a load of confidence, then it could be a different tie and a different feeling around the club. Uh, Steve, it, sh- it should have been worse. Milan missed some great chances. Hopefully luck is on our side. They did miss some good chances. There were two headers when they're late on. Uh, one of them, I'm not really sure what Forster was doing. He kind of made it attacker's mind up for him but maybe him flying out took his eye off the ball slightly and then the miss cued his header and that's why it went wide but yeah we had some chances as well uh we had some chances as well although emerson's one that i saw long range uh kane hit the bar but that would have been offside because son was offside but he broke their line he broke their line son going forward he was just slightly offside so a bit of better timing quicker pass one-on-one on goal uh, and it will be different at home. I'm pretty sure it will be different at home. Uh, let's hope so anyway. Uh, and we come to West Ham next. So West Ham are coming to town. We've got two home games, London derbies, against two underperforming sides. What is the betting that Dr. Tottenham will see you both now? Chelsea, you haven't won for God knows how long. And then West Ham, who are in a relegation battle. What's the betting that Dr. Tottenham come to town? talk about Antonio Conte a bit later on and and what that means because he won't be there uh hopefully he he makes a speedy recovery as well uh I'm not his biggest fan this season but uh, in terms of health uh no nothing against the guy and or anybody for that matter and hope he, he recovers really well uh, I think he's possibly come back to work a bit too soon after his operation uh but hopefully he's being able to rest and gets well but West Ham so they're struggling uh after the last two seasons, getting into Europa League, and then and, uh, I don't think it was last season, I think it was the season before, where um, they got to the quarterfinal or semi-final, semi-final. Uh, last season, because of that, I thought they'd struggle last season, but they didn't. They, they were pretty much the same. So therefore, I thought they'd turn the tide and would be a regular, with Moyes in charge and those quarter players, a regular kind of, pushing for Europe and if they have a really good season by shrewdly maybe even pushing for fourth uh, but this season it's gone completely wrong so I'm not really sure what's happened hopefully I'll have a West Ham fan on Monday who'll be able to uh, explain what's gone wrong uh, but yeah it's a London derby and we usually struggle against West Ham and it won't be easy they'll be bang up for it they will be bang up for it it'll be physical 
I'd be very surprised if they're not out like a train in terms of closeness down and, and, and you know, hard 50-50s. I'd be very surprised. Uh, but in terms of form, well, not form, but the league table, we are we are better. We're at home. But like I always say, a London derby or any derby, form generally goes out the window. It's who wants it more. You get the odd one uh, where the team at the top in, in form and uh, higher in the table don't really turn up and manage to get a win. But few and far between, uh, for my opinion there. So I think who wants that more will win. Uh, but yeah, time for Kulisevsky as well to kind of put his bad run of form away and, and, and do some damage there. I'm assuming he'll play. Uh, but he is only 22, 21, 22. So, you know, even Harry Kane's had a bad run of form literally every August apart from one season. So it happens. And look at what Sun's done doing now, uh, where he's world-class for the last five, six years. Uh, see what he's doing now. So it does happen. Uh, Kulisevsky's too good a player for it to happen constantly, although we said that about Son. But he, he has been playing better, Son, and looking a bit more confident, a bit more like the old Son. So if we can get those front three firing, Kane, Son, Kulu, Charleston, if he comes in, Dan Juma, if he comes in, uh, we can cause West Ham all sorts of problems. But Antonio, uh, last year, he, he, he was playing the game inside Romero's pocket uh, and then he was forced off just because he couldn't get any, any change out of Romero. I would expect Romero to be following him around again, although Antonio, I would expect to try and go the other side over Davies or Lengley's way, whoever's playing over there. Uh, and then just, yeah, be interesting to see if Stellini switches it up and then tells Romero, just go with him. Just go with him. And then the other defenders feel around Romero. Uh, because Romero was unbelievable against him last year. Big and strong, uh, Mikel Antonio. And he didn't get any change out of Romero at all. Uh, it was straight after uh, West Ham's semi-final. Was it last year? It must have been last year then. I can't remember. But anyway, you know the game I'm talking about. And didn't get any change out of him. They must have been tired after the extra time in the Europa League as well. Uh, so we played them at the right time. But yeah, they, they just didn't get a kick in in the game at all. So if we can do that again against a, a team struggling, I think we can win. Uh, but again, you know, we can see goals by the bucket load as well. So they'll be saying exactly the same thing. Get an early goal, shut the crowd up. Then we've got something to hold on to. And then show us, show everybody that, you know, your league position is lying a little bit and we should be a lot higher than we are. That's what I would imagine David Moyes and the players are thinking at West Ham. But if we can get an early goal and it's all about attitude, all about attitude. Uh but then we come on to how, how things could change because we don't have this guy, uh, Antonio Conte. I, I don't know how long he's out for, but he's obviously come back a little bit too early from his operation and really wish him well and, and all the best and, and just rest up uh, and, and only come back when you're good and ready to come back and, and, and you've healed up nicely and, and everything like that. Don't Don't rush back. But we'll have Stellini. Stellini, two out of two, Marseille and then Man City. Uh, will he get three out of three like he did at Inter Milan when he took over from Conte when Conte wasn't at the games for three games at Inter Milan? be very interesting because the, 
we were far, far better against Man City. So Man City will attack us. They will attack us. But I would have thought Leicester would do exactly the same at home and they don't really know any other way. I would expect uh, Emerson to come back in instead of Poro. Uh, Poro against Leicester. He doesn't know the system. Doesn't know the tactics. So playing away from home there, I thought, was was quite risky. And I'd possibly played him against West Ham, but as we saw against Leicester, certainly the second goal when he was completely up the field, probably trying to create a good impression and, and, and show what he can do going forward. I wouldn't be playing him against West Ham. I'd be leaving that for, for the cup game, you know, in training, just practice about keeping your shape and everything like that. And then what you do as a player will come naturally in that shape. But yeah, you, you can't be bombarding forward like that. Certainly with Jared Bowen over that side. And Conte's catch up. How are you doing, buddy? Another takeover, another false dawn. And funny how it came to light the day after we lose to Milan. Uh, Conte is getting sent back home to avoid any more embarrassment, very possibly, as Levy makes way for the next puppet manager. We'll talk about the new managers. Poch is always the rumour, but we'll talk about that a bit later on. But in terms of the West Ham game and Stellini in charge, be interesting if it is like uh, Man City, because for me, against Man City, it looked like there was a bit more licence to go forward and attack. Uh, obviously, a lot of it was defending because it's Man City at the end of the day. But it was a lot more license in the sense of, yeah, yeah, you're going to defend and soak up the pressure. But then I want you to attack and attack quickly and get people forward. Where Conte's team this season, it's it's almost like the handbrake is constantly on. You can attack, but, but, but calm it down. Don't go too mad. And you listen to Match of the Day, people like Danny Murphy and all, all of those players will tell you and have done on Match of the Day, to be fair. When you're defending and, and playing really negatively, unless you're winning 1-0 or winning each game, players don't really like it. And for me, it looked like the, the players enjoyed playing against Man City. They didn't enjoy playing against Leicester. And, yeah, I, I mean, we're Tottenham at the end. Our, our philosophy is always attacking football. Uh, you can change your philosophy, like I said, with Jose and Conte. If you're winning... There'll be some fans who, even if we're winning 1-0, but it's boring football, won't like it. Whereas there'll be a lot of fans, I'm in this boat as well. We're winning 1-0 and playing terrible football. We're winning 1-0, so I couldn't care less. Uh, but yeah, playing negative football and not getting the results is just the, the, the worst of both worlds and just not entertaining to watch, is it really? Uh, so I, I think it'll be interesting what happens with Stellini. Will, will Dyer playing that role that he played against Man City? Because that was really proactive and really positive. You know, the, the pushing up into midfield when we didn't have the ball and City had the ball in their half. When City had the ball in our half, or going forward, he dropped back into the defence in a three again. But when they had the ball, the whole pressing from, from, from Dyer, which then filters up to Hoiberg, filters up to the strikers, the wing-backs. And that's where the goal came from, uh, Dyer closing off the space to pass and then whoever it was at the back, I'm not sure who, uh, playing a bit of a hospital ball. Hoiberg then, because he's got the press and, and he knows Dyer's doing it and he's got him behind him, then can press, wins the ball, good pass to Kane and the rest is history. Uh, so it'd be very, very interesting if that happens again with Stellini. Uh, I think it possibly could, possibly could, certainly because this is a team who must be struggling for confidence, you know, in the position that they are in the league. So you'd want a team who kind of sit off you and you can kind of dictate the pace and not be under pressure when you've got the ball. If you're struggling for form, 
I think what happens there is some people take the responsibility away. Uh, I don't want to be the one who gets in trouble or loses another goal, so I'll give it to someone else. If you've got team screaming at you and closing you down, I think that really, really, really gives you a lot of pressure to talk about, uh, think about rather. And I think if we can do that, we can get a lot of joy against West Ham. But again, this is still Tottenham, so <laughs> will we keep a clean sheet? I would bet heavily against that. And Conte's catch up here again. I think we're suffering from a lack of quality in the squad as a whole and the players are drained. Uh, you may have a point there, certainly in terms of the drained, in terms of the fitness, you know, the vigorous uh, uh, Conte workout uh, and fitness regime that we saw in uh, Seoul, I think it was, where some of the players were throwing up. Maybe we are just burnt out a little bit. You know, Kane, Kulu, uh, Kane, Kulu and Son generally, well, Kulu hasn't, uh, uh, you know, and he didn't have a World Cup either. So, yeah, scrap Kulu. Son Kane have pretty much played all year so far with the World Cup as well. Uh, they had maybe a month off because uh, a month off, a week off because of, of when they got knocked out. But yeah, Hoiberg the same. Uh, Dyer didn't, but he was he was training. Uh, Romero obviously won the World Cup, so he, he didn't really have any time off. So maybe we are drained, but then a lot of other teams had that as well. And we didn't see that, but uh, Coover in the chat. Big up, Coover. How you doing? Be happy. The weekend isn't ruined until Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But is that worse? Is that worse? You're looking forward to the Sunday and then the whole weekend is ruined, whereas at least if it's Saturday, you've still got Sunday where that can't be ruined because you're already angry about that and got over that. And Conte's catch up. If we brought in Madison Botman in the summer, we could be challenging for Arsenal and Man City. Or would be challenging. I'm not sure we would have been. I'm not sure we would be. Would Conte have changed his way of playing with Madison? You know, with Madison, it's kind of a free role. Go do your thing. Very similar to how we had with Ericsson, you know. Certainly with Ericsson, it was it was uh, Dembele and Wanyama at the back, marshalling everything, allowed the fullbacks to get forward, uh, Walker and Rose. And then Ericsson, Son, Deli, Kane, almost not a free role, but almost just go do your thing. Go do your thing. Uh, I'm not sure... Madison is a, a, a Conte player. If we had Poch or someone like that, or Ted Hag or someone like that, he'd definitely be a player. Botman, I 100% agree with, been superb for Newcastle and was relatively cheap in terms of what, what you expect to pay in this, this kind of market and time. So, yeah. But I'm, I'm not sure we'd be challenging with him. We'd certainly be in with a much, much better shout and a commanding position of um, top four. And uh, Madison's sitting behind Harry and Son. Love to see that happen and leave and leave Bentancur to do the defending. Yeah, but then where where does Kulu fit into that? You know, last season, what I can't understand is last season, twenty seven points out of thirty three in the last eleven games, uh, and attacking all over the place. Those three up top assists and goals all over the shop. And then this season, completely quiet, completely quiet. And Conte has always played creative midfielders. Generally deeper, not the number 10. He, he had, uh, what's his name, Brozovic, uh, um, Inter, Eriksen a bit deeper as well. Fabregas kind of deeper. I'm not sure he plays a typical number 10 that you, we saw with Eriksen under Conte. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd love Madison at, at Spurs. I think he's absolutely quality, absolutely quality. And yeah, this is uh, something I agree with as well. We'll talk about this a bit later on. I just think Conte was trying to cut his time here, to be honest. He knew he wasn't going to get backing. 
get backed. So he's trying to get back to Italy now by any means possible. Uh, I don't think he's lying about the the issues that he's got because it was an operation at the end of the day. And I know Brian Daigle said that uh, he 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 you need um, extra time to recover from that. Uh, I think he came back too quickly. Uh, but yeah, with Stellini, it'd be very, very interesting how we play. And it's all about how we start, all about the attitude. You know, West Ham will come here thinking, you know, we're expected to get beat. We're near the bottom. Tottenham are near the top pushing. We've got Harry Kane, got Son, got Kulu, Charleston to come off the bench. So we're probably going to be beaten. So there's nothing to lose. The pressure's on us. If if we go there thinking we've won this, they're not very good. They're near the bottom. We'll lose. It's all about it's all about the pressure. All about the pressure, and uh, not the pressure. The attitude. All about the attitude. If we have the correct attitude and approach it properly, I think we'll win. If we don't, we we could be disappointed. And in terms of midfielder, Pogba, Vidal, Piero at Juventus, and. I don't believe a word that comes out of this club or anything that Gold says. Uh, and Anthony Herbert, how you doing, buddy? Would Tottenham sign Eddie Nketia off us? <laughs> well, he, he was doing quite well, wasn't he, Anthony? Uh, uh, you know, when Jesus got injured. I'll tell you what the issue is. It, the issue is he went downhill as he was on form because I put him in my fancy football team. So I do apologise, but it is Arsenal, as you know, and I... <laughs> So I don't apologise. But if it's any consolation, I'm not doing very well in fancy football because of that. But um, he is still young, isn't he? He is still young, learning his trade. And Jesus will be back soon. Uh, Conte's catch-up recruitment is worse I've ever seen at one club. Has been in recent years. When we had uh, 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 Paul Mitchell, it was superb. It was superb. But we had a manager there who had a clear plan. There was a project there. There was no talk unless we were in the relegation zone or anything like that or looking at relegation, that he was going to be fired. So it was a clear plan on going forward. Uh, and Kuva, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, Conte is returning to Italy one piece at a time. Next stop will be to take his appendix and a kidney, a lung, an ear and an eye. They won't know where to hold the presses soon. <laughs> and Conte's catch up very scared by that and, and that prospect. But yeah, uh, let's talk about Conte. Uh, He's quite clearly homesick. His family are still living in Italy. He's had three people uh, very close to him pass away suddenly. So it can't be easy for him. It can't be easy for him. I know people will say, yeah, he's on £50 million a year. You know, that would cushion the blow. But he's still a, he's a human at the end of the day. So you don't know how those people have affected him and how close he was to those people. He's known them for decades. And his family not there. So who was who he who was he talking to, you know, when, when he was obviously quite low? He must have been quite low and struggling when, when those people died. Who was he talking to? Because he couldn't go into the next room or the bedroom and talk to his wife because she was in another country. And, and, and yeah, I, I do feel sorry for him in a way. I do feel sorry for him in a way because it can't be nice and it must be absolutely horrible. Uh but yeah, it, 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 where I don't feel sorry for him is a stubbornness in 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 how he plays. And yeah, Jed Spence wasn't his signing. Let's be honest about that. We know that now. Uh, you don't have to know too much about Tottenham to know that. But the refusal to play him because of that and proving a point when we got Emerson who couldn't cross the road at the time. It's just it, they're stubborn, and then it's too stubborn, and and 
yeah, the 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 defensive play, you know, when we've got Kane, Kulu, Son, who between them last year and the last half of the year since January, when Kulu arrived, was scoring goals for absolute fun. And all of a sudden, we don't look like we're going to score goals. I don't understand how that's changed. Uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it, as the old saying goes. As we were blowing teams out of the water last year, and 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 we would have, everyone would have been fearing playing us because of that front three and how they were scoring goals. Uh, yeah, I just don't understand how it's changed, and and his refusal and stubborn and his subs as well. Certainly Brentford last year, nil nil, and eighty five minutes was the first sub he made, and it was a defensive one. Yeah, so I agree with Conte's catch up. In a sense, where's the comment? Uh, trying to cut his time here, to be honest. I agree with that. I think he doesn't want to be here. He's not going to be here till next season. And the only thing that I've got positive, uh, purely selfish, is that when he took over 18 months, well, will be 18 months ago at the end of the season, I said, it won't be renewed. Potch will be back. Everyone said I was crazy. No way Conte will stay here for a long time. So if Poch does come back and Conte goes at the end of the season, I'll be going on any show that will have me and on this show every week saying, I told you so, I told you so. Uh, because there'll be nothing else to be cheerful about as a Tottenham fan, so you've got to take things as you can. Uh, I still think it will happen. Whether Poch will be in before that, I'm not sure, because that's the big rumour at the moment. In terms of Poch coming back, too early. He's still got the chairman there didn't back him and then fired him rather than, you know, holding himself accountable. You see, I had Chris from Leicester Till I Die TV on uh, last week, and he was saying that Rogers wasn't back. The chairman came out and publicly said, yeah, I didn't back him, so I'm not going to fire him because it's unfair where we are in the league. It's unfair of me to fire him because I didn't do my part. Levy didn't do that. Levy didn't back him and then threw Poch under the bus. Our most successful manager in my um, lifetime, by a mile, didn't back him and then got rid of him. And look where we are now. It's, you know, one step forward, two steps back. It's been 10 steps back. And now Arsenal have the blueprint of what made us successful under him, uh, successful other than uh, winning a trophy. But he's the best football and the best team that I've had seen in my lifetime as well. And Poch threw him under the bus, whereas Leicester's chairman did not. Uh, so if Poch was, if, if this takeover happens and that they're going to back the manager, bring Poch back. 100% bring Poch back if it's Levy not yet not yet and he's also got the same half the players that threw him under the bus and stopped playing for him as well uh, so if this new takeover does happen and then he's going to back the manager and I have the rebuild that Poch asked for absolutely bring him back but if if there's no if Conte does leave and there's no one else at least I'll be entertained at least people like Alfie Devine Harvey White maybe maybe not Dane Scarlett yet but certainly in the future, will get their chance. Will get their chance. Alfie Whiteman as well. Uh, Brandon uh, Austin. They'll get their chance. And it'll be an attacking uh, team. So you'd hope that the, 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 we'd be serious about trying to get someone like Madison. Uh, yeah, uh, a couple more uh, comments. Conte's, Conte's missing his local fish and chip shop. Can't wait to return to the sweet scent of vinegar in the air. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> I would be CIB for, you know, or MI5. 
Uh, if you see how I, you can buy up the club, we get insane fun and hope we'd be able to prove where it all came from. And uh, Anthony Herbert here, how are you doing? Uh, he, if if you don't know who Anthony is, he's on Brad's uh, Less Fans channel, Top 10 Battles. I was on there uh, uh, Thursday, disgraced myself with a Spurs quiz. Uh, absolutely terrible, but I've been told I can come back and redeem myself. Anthony is on the leaderboard there and an Arsenal fan as well. So on their normal Top 10 Battles, uh, it's those two discussing. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Top 10 battles on YouTube. Uh, but his question, do you think Kane will leave when his contract is up? Talks are saying he'd go to Man United. Thoughts? Uh, thoughts, Anthony. Uh, if he goes to Man United, good luck to him. And, you know, if if we're not going to back the manager, whether that's Levy or the new owners or, or whoever, he's done everything he can at Spurs. Uh, yes. It's talk of Chelsea, maybe. I don't think he'd ever go to Chelsea because... He wants his Spurs legacy as well, I think, legend status. If he goes to Chelsea, that's all bipped up. If he goes to Man United, fans will be upset and and, and disappointed, but disappointed in the club rather than disappointed in Kane. If he goes to Chelsea or Arsenal, they'd be furious at him and disappointed at the club. In terms of what will happen, I think it all depends on what happens with the chairman, whoever that is. If, if, and, and if we can get in top four, I think he, he'll possibly stay maybe a year's or two years extension. Any contract that he signs now is going to have a release clause in it. The, the, the fact that he signed a six-year release clause, uh, a six-year contract without a release clause, absolutely crazy. And his agent should be fired for that. Uh, but if there's evidence that the owners, Levy, whoever that is, are going to invest in the club and back the manager then he'll stay. I think he'll sign a contract. And if he does sign a contract, I think he'll generally be here for the rest of his career and retire as start us and retire us. If there's going to be, if we don't get top four and there's no evidence of strengthening, then he'll leave. I do think though, Anthony, Man United will put a bid in, in the summer and his contract is up. So you can't ask for premium, premium money because they'll just say, okay, we'll just wait a year. And then, we get him free and then we can entice him with uh, uh, extra wages that we would have offered because we're saving so much money on his actual signature. But it's a big, big, big time for us. And yeah, if he goes to Man United, be disappointed, but disappointed in the club, not him. And hopefully he wins a trophy quite quickly and then he can come back and retire at Spurs. If he goes to Chelsea or Arsenal or anyone like that, I'll be devastated and I'd probably hate him. <laughs> It'll be another Sol Campbell situation. Uh, I don't think he'll go abroad. Bayern Munich were interested. He wants Shearer's record, I think, so he wants to stay in the Premier League. Uh, but very, very interesting time on Kane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it'd be very interesting what happens with Conte and the management. Um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've lost faith in Conte a little bit, I have to say. In terms of the negative play, that the, the the real stubbornness, the real stubbornness is just just change something. It's obviously not working. Go back to last season, the end of last season, where we were bang on form, scoring goals for fun. You know, Norwich at the end of the season, where all we needed was a draw, and we just battered them and made certain in style as well. Uh, where, where's the kind of play that we had with that? You know, even against the weaker teams, now we're sitting back and and everything like that, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But 
How will the game pan out? Very difficult, this one. It all depends, like I've said, on the attitude of the Tottenham players. And, you know, without without Conte there, how Stellini will play? Will it be the same as City? Will it be slightly different? Will it be attacking? Will it be the same as Antonio Conte? I don't know. I don't know. I would like to think it will be fairly similar to City in the sense that there's an onus on attacking and an onus on winning the game. I get with Conte sometimes it's more about don't lose than rather go and win. And yeah, it was all about the attitude, all about the attitude. Like I say, if we turn up with a positive attitude and, and start the game well, the crowd will stay loud. The crowd will stay on our side. And then I think we'll wear West Ham down. If we start really slowly, like we have done, certainly if we can see the goal as well and start slowly, then I can see West Ham getting confidence. And, and if it lasts longer than half an hour before the first goal, West Ham will definitely get confidence. What we really need to be doing is going at them like a bull in the China shop, obviously defending properly as well to make sure we don't get caught, but give them a, a couple of shots or, or real, real good efforts to think about early doors, maybe nick a goal. And then I think that will put them under pressure, under pressure. And I think that the confident, lack of confidence that they must have being where they are, certainly from where they have been in the previous two seasons. I think that may tell. And then the crowd will get on our side. They'll get nervous, sit back a bit deeper. Uh, but with Antonio, he'll be their out ball. If we can get Romero to do what he did last season or the season before and just stop him, uh, just making completely anonymous in the game, then we've got a real chance. If we let Antonio have a say in the game, He'll bring people like Bowen into play, Ben Rama into play, all of those players, and we could have trouble. Corners, they're obviously going to be quite good at corners with the defenders that they've got, So and free kicks, so nothing silly away. In terms of who, who we play, it'll be forced to in goal, obviously. I would play Emerson. I think Poro needs to learn the system first before he goes playing, because he's too cavalier otherwise, and Emerson's faults, he is much, much better defensively than he is attacking, although his crossing has improved. Uh, <laughs> couldn't have been any worse. Has improved. And then I'd, I'd go Romero, Dyer. Romero will be back. It was only a one-league game against Arsenal because it was two yellow cards. Uh, Romero, Dyer, because who else? Who else is there? Uh, and uh, probably Davies. I haven't been impressed with Lengley. Uh, and then it has to be Perisic because Sessegnon's on the injury list as well. Uh, so we've got a few quite injuries. Ian said it on my show on uh, Monday, I think it was. Was it Monday? I think it was. Uh, we've got a huge injury crisis all long term as well. Uh, Basuma out for a while. Bentecourt the rest of the season. Sessegnon a long time. I'm missing someone as well. There's someone else and I can't remember who. Um, but yeah, and uh, midfield... Hoiberg will probably come back in and who gets dropped, Skip or Saar? thing with Skip, if he played every game now, he'd be absolutely superb again because it's just fitness, I think, with him. But who do you drop? One of them will, I would imagine. Well, I don't know how you can make a case for both. Saar, you know, inexperienced. Skip knows the Premier League. But 
Saar has been playing quite well. So one of those will drop. I'd expect Hoiberg to come in. I'd be dropping um, Son. I really would. We saw what happened against Leicester when we dropped him. He got angry and then he came back with a hat trick. Uh, I think he's got into the, the you know, the the maybe not the mindset. It's, it's, maybe it's the wrong kind of wording, but maybe he thinks that he's undroppable and, and, and you know, I don't think he does. I think it's probably more the fact that he knows he's not performing to the levels that he should be, and he's he's trying too hard, and that's where your you, your basic um, technique and everything goes out the window a little bit. Uh, let's get to a few comments before I move on as well. They're, they're, they're uh, bumping up as well. Thanks to everybody with the comments. Please hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell as well. But thanks for all the comments. Really helps the the the, the show. Really appreciate it, and you you make the show as well as me just rambling on. Uh, Anthony, uh, Conte can be greedy. If you don't have the money for players he wants, he know, he has been known to walk away. And I think he probably will. Uh, Conte's catch-up. Conte's game is based on organisation, focus and responsibility of the team to hold its shape. It is, but, you know, last season we had that organisation and everything, and then the focus was on getting those three in scoring positions and, and causing problems. And it just seems like that's gone away this time. It's it's so meticulous and so rigid that it's just easy to defend against. And Coover there, they're having a conversation about the FBI and CIA and what that would mean if they took over Spurs. Uh, Conte's catch-up as well. Uh, we need to bring back English, Scottish, Welsh and Irish players. No more Mediterranean diet and bring back pies and pints of pints of ale, lager and beer all the time <laughs> at halftime. There were talks. Uh, we're after Martinez, the Villa goalkeeper, but Mourinho wants him for Roma, but he would be a good replacement because of his age. <sighs> I mean, he's a good goalkeeper. Yeah, his antics at the World Cup with the whole trophy when he won it, I'm not sure. Yeah. The one I like is Diogo Costa. Uh, I'm not sure where he plays. It's, it's maybe Porto. It's either Spanish or Portuguese, but I think he's a quality player. I wanted Nick Pope, but Obviously, we missed the boat for that one. Dean Henderson would be fantastic as well, but De Gea is on his way out, surely, at Man United at some point, so he'll probably go back. Yeah, a lot of good goalkeepers, a lot of good goalkeepers around. We definitely need one. We really needed one last season, uh, just so that now when Lois is out, we've got a ready-made replacement. We've got a ready-made replacement in Forster, but only short-term because of his age. Uh, unless Alfie Whiteman or Brandon Austin is going to get in, but They've not played at all, so it's too early for them. Uh, but yeah. But yeah. And yeah, Conte's catch-up. Wondering if it's a market employed to keep Son on the pitch. Very possibly. We do get a lot of Korean fans who come to see Son, obviously then cheer on Spurs as well. But if it is, I mean, it is. But at the end of the day, you're there to win football matches as well, not to balance books and everything like that. And you're going to get the money from those those people anyway, because Son will inevitably come on for some point in the game. But yeah, I'd be putting Richarlison in for him just because give him something to think about and, and take him out of the firing line a little bit. And, you know, we bought Richarlison for 60 million. People say he's not done anything. He hasn't had that much time to play. And he's pretty much single-handedly kept Everton in the Premier League last year. So he's not a terrible, terrible player. And it would also help Brad's bet six Premier League goals for him, which he's got none at the moment. But 
yeah, I'd put Richarlison in and see what he can do. See what he can do. Kuva, uh, fact. We've never won a league title without a Welshman or Scotsman in the side. Side Bring back Rodon and Doherty. They're the answer. <laughs> Rodon, maybe. Doherty's gone on a free. So unless we ridiculously cancel his contract and then get him on a free in the summer, which just is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Conte winning anything with our defence. And to start with, start the season with Dyer, Davies, Sanchez and Tanganga still here. Just shows how much of a comedian Daniel Levy is. Uh, we definitely need to uh, sort that out. And Kuva, struggling to think of the last Scott that played for us. Alan Hunt will be my guess as well. I can't think of any more. Uh, anyone in the chats know of anyone more recently than Hutton? Because uh, I don't. But yeah, I'd be putting Richarlison in instead of Sun. Getting Son angry again. And seeing what he can do. The game will hopefully be a bit opened up by the time he does come on. Because he would come on. He would come on. Uh, but in terms of predictions, I can't actually give a prediction. Uh, it'd be interesting to know what the prediction is in the chat. I think we'll win. I always say that. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. But again, it very, very, very much depends on our attitude. If we have a correct attitude, we'll win, I think. Because that way, if we have the correct attitude, we'll be starting correctly. We won't be, you know, sitting back and... and conceding all sorts of shots and possession. But with Stellini there, I would expect us to be a bit more attacking-minded. Like we were at the end of last season, you know, like Conte's catch-up said, organisation and everything like that. But then with the focus to attack as well and and win the... Excuse me. And to win the game. And uh, <laughs> Mark Cousins, 5-0 Spurs. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would love that. I would love that. But I, I love your optimism. I just cannot see that happening uh, for two reasons. I cannot see us battering West Ham by five goals and I cannot see us keeping a clean sheet. But I do think we'll win. I do think we'll win. And I think Stellini will allow us to tack a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Coover, a bit too early. 5-0, bit too early to be in the pub, isn't it? Uh, yeah, certainly on a work day. But maybe he's having a work lunch. Maybe he's having a work lunch. Uh, but yeah, uh, Robbie Keane, that's got to be a joke. I'm pretty sure it is Connor's ketchup. You know he ain't Scottish. Uh, but yeah, if, if we if we turn up correctly, correct attitude, the fans will. The fans are always on the on Spurs side and loud. It's just when you know the fans are always like that. The players have to do their part as well. They have, they have to do their part in keeping fans that way and playing terribly really really defensively and boring is not doing your part play attack you know give West Ham something to think about chances early doors that's doing your part because that is going to make West Ham nervous it's looking like we're positive so that's how you keep the fans on side and if we can do that we can get goals and therefore we can win uh, but like I said the defense has to stand firm hopefully Romero can um Saw um, Antonio out again. Colin Caldwell, I love Colin Caldwell. Dave Mackay, never saw him play, unfortunately, before my time, but a tremendous player. But yeah, no, they were before Alan Hutton, so I think Coover's got that right. I can't think of anyone after Alan Hutton. I could go on the internet, but then that's cheating, and yeah, not going to do that. But uh, where was I? Oh, I've lost my train of thought, but Colin Caldwell. Colin Calder. Anyway, so yeah, so if we if we turn up correctly, keep the pressure on early doors, show we're there to try and win, 
which I think we will do with Stellini there. Because I, I think he's a lot more. I think he's a lot more um, attack-minded than Conte. He's got no pressure on him either, really. If he if he loses the game, well, I'm not a manager. I'm just the the second in charge. Uh, but yeah, be very interesting. Gordon Jury used to play for us. He scored the first ever Premier League goal for Spurs. I'm sure people know that as well. And uh, yeah, let's uh, hope we can win. Beat Chelsea as well. Don't have the banana skins and the issues of these two teams are struggling. Dr. Tottenham will see you now. We need to get our season. Uh, we, we need to get our season back up and running, back up and running. Uh, the FA Cup is obviously a big competition now. Uh, if we turn up the correct attitude at Sheffield United, we can beat them. And then if you can get a bit of luck in the draws, you know, two big teams against each other and you avoid them. You never know. You never know. Uh, Champions League. I still think we can beat AC Milan, but in terms of winning the Champions League, I, that's very, very, very unlikely. But again, you never know. I thought it was unlikely we'd get to the final in 2019 and, and we saw what happened there. Uh, but yeah, the league, we can't win the league. Uh, I think Arsenal will balls it up now. I think that, that was a bad, bad loss for them. It'd be interesting what you think, Anthony, about that. Obviously, you're an Arsenal fan. Do you think uh, the league is still there for you? Do you think you're full? Oh, obviously, the league is still there for you. You've got a game in hand. You go three points clear. But in terms of momentum, do you think that's uh, switched into City's favour now? I think it possibly has, and they'll be smelling blood now, and they'll go and batter whoever they're playing. I think it's Villa. Uh, I might be wrong on that, though. Uh, but in terms of us, we need to get that win against West Ham and then Chelsea. We need to win our home games and get our season back on track. You know, Newcastle, 10 wins, 11 draws, only one result. So, you know, if they go on a bit of a bad run, they'll be slipping down the table. Man United, Man United don't seem to have any kind of let up. Liverpool, God knows what's happened to them. I thought they'd come back. Uh, and Arsenal and City will finish in the top two. Which, which, which order? I'm not sure. And Man United will be in the top three as well. And then it's between the Newcastle, Brighton, don't count them out either. Brighton, Spurs, maybe a few others. But we need, we need, uh, yeah, we need to get back into that top four. We need to win our games. And like Conte's catch-up said, instead of getting top four, I think we should focus on winning one game for the rest of the season. Yeah, that, that old saying... Uh, one game at a time. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, uh, where are the other? And uh, we could finish mid table. We could finish mid table. Um, yeah, but we need to win this game. We need to win this game and the Chelsea game and get back to winning ways. And then we can then hopefully get a bit of confidence there and then go at home, AC Milan. I think we've got three home games in a row. We might have the FA Cup in between them, which is away, obviously. But, yeah, it'd be very interesting what happens with Stellini there. What happens with Stellini if he is, if he does win again? Does he become, like, in charge if Conte's out for any length of time? Does he become, do we, uh, you know, caretaker manager until the end of the season? What happens with him? Uh, and Conte's catch up. If we finish top eight, it tells me this Premier League is so average because this is the worst Spurs side I've seen in years. Uh, it's not the worst I've seen in years. I remember our Christian Gross. Uh, that was a terrible team. That was a terrible team. Uh, Juan de Ramos is... It wasn't a bad team because Redknapp got us to eighth. Uh, but in terms of how we were playing, we were absolutely terrible. 
Uh, but Mark, yeah, I'd probably take mid-table with the FA Cup. That'd be a trophy and much better than we've done in previous seasons. Whether that's enough to keep Kane, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, we will see. We will see. And it, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks with this potential takeover. Uh, it's not cut and dry. You know, sometimes when it's, there's a takeover, you know it's cut and dry and it will happen. This isn't anywhere near cut and dry. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that, whether that does happen whether there's issues with it, whether it is, uh, yeah, be very, very interesting, very interesting. And yeah, uh, Kuva, I think the last three to four years has been fantastic. Never before have I appreciated the football played by other teams so much. Uh, I didn't read that fully before I read it myself, so I thought it was uh, completely different to what it was. I'd take a cup of tea in an entertaining game, Conte's ketchups. <laughs> yeah, at least with Poch coming back, we would get entertained a little bit more because uh, we would play attacking football. We'd probably concede a lot more goals as well. But yeah, it's pretty much it for today. Thanks to everybody in the comments. Really helps the show out and, and really appreciate you getting involved in the chat. Uh, keep them coming uh, for the future episodes and everything like that. And... Uh, yeah, please hit the like and the subscribe if you haven't done so already. Also, hit the notification bell. That'll give you a notification when we're about to go live. But if you don't want to do that, we go live 7.30 p.m. UK time on Monday, where we'll be talking about the West Ham game and looking forward to the Chelsea game. And the time that you're here now, 12.30 p.m. on a Friday UK time as well. Uh, be back on Monday. Please check out Chris's Magic as well. Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. UK time. Uh, it's not live, but that's when the next video drops. So hit the notification bell. You'll be notified of that as well. Uh, just a little side hustle, little magic trick uh, once a week. Bit of fun. So, yeah, please check that out. And be back next Monday. Monday now, 7.30 p.m. UK time. Hopefully celebrating a win against West Ham. And, uh, yeah, a couple of more comments. I'll smash the shit out of the like button. Absolutely. Thank you. And please, everybody do that. And <laughs> sarcastic me never says Coover. Uh, <laughs> anyone who knows Coover is would find that funny, I'm pretty sure. And thanks, Conte's Ketchup, for getting involved. And Coover, and all in the chat. Uh, Anthony, uh, 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 Mark, and everyone else as well. Hopefully, I haven't forgotten anyone. And yeah, same to you, Conte's Ketchup. See you later, everybody. And be back on Monday, hopefully celebrating a West Ham win. But till then, come on, you Spurs. Thanks so much for watching. For everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments, before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That'll give you a notification every time we're about to go live. And it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. Please also hit the like, subscribe and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section on the YouTube videos. For those of you who listen to the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio podcast, you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast from. We're back Mondays, 7.30pm UK time and Fridays, 12.30pm UK time. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter at Tottenham, Instagram, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, you can find the information there anyone who wants something a little bit different also do a magic show so i do one trick a week which drops wednesday 7 30 p.m uk time chris's magic on youtube is where you'll find that but in the meantime come on you spurs <laughs>